The Braille Forum, Volume 48, June 2010, Number 12, published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Nanette Savard in the studios of the Cutting Corporation, Bethesda, Maryland. This recording is tone-indexed. The beginning of each item in the table of contents will be indicated by a beep, audible when your cassette player is in fast-forward or rewind. The American Council of the Blind strives to increase the independence, security, equality of opportunity, and to improve quality of life for all blind and visually impaired people. Mitch Pomerantz, President. Melanie Brunson, Executive Director. Sharon Lovering, Editor. National Office, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. 202-467-5081. Fax, 703-465-5085. Website, http colon slash slash www.acb.org. The Braille Forum, registered trademark, is available in Braille, large print, half-speed, four-track cassette tape, and via email. Subscription requests, address changes, and items intended for publication should be sent to Sharon Lovering at the address above or via email to slovering at acb.org. The American Council of the Blind, registered trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, visit the ACB website and complete an application form or contact the National Office at the number listed above. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Mike Godino at the above mailing address. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office can make printed cards available for this purpose. To remember the American Council of the Blind in your last will and testament, you may include a special paragraph for that purpose. If your wishes are complex contact the ACB National Office. Join the Monthly Monetary Support, MMS program, and help improve tomorrow today in ACB. Contact Ron Milliman by email, r-m-i-l-l-i-m-a-n at i-n-s-i-g-h-t-b-b dot com or by phone at 270-782-9325 and get started making tomorrow look brighter today. To make a contribution to ACB via the combined federal campaign, use this number, 11155. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection toll-free at 800-424-8666, 5 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time, or visit the Washington Connection online at http colon slash slash www.acb.org Copyright 2010 American Council of the Blind Table of Contents President's Message Preparing for a National Convention by Mitch Pomerantz Side 1 Assistant Attorney General Speaks Out on Web Access by Melanie Brunson Side 1 Good News for ACB Baseball Fans by Lainey Feingold and Brian Charlson Side 1 
ACB Convention 2010 Claim Your Treasure by Carla Rushevel Side 1 Announcement Side 2 Convention Sneak Preview Side 2 Affiliate News Side 2 Hidden Treasures of the 2010 Auction Discovering a Passion by Marsha Farrow Side 2 A First Timer's Remember When by Carol Ann Ewing Side 2 Hustlin' Round the Arizona Mills Mall by Ken Stewart Side 2 Put Down That Soda, Save Your Money, and Become an ACB Life Member by Charles S.P. Hodge Side 2 Need Some New Tunes? Check out the Nelds CD Swap Side 2 We Want to Give You a Brand New Book Sense Compliments of GW Micro by Ronald E. Milliman Side 2 Extra Extra Cactus Courier Now Seeking Volunteers Side 3 Membership Focus Fundraising for ACB Activities Including the National Convention Compiled by Artis Bazin Side 3 Here and There Edited by Sue Lichtenfels Side 3 High Tech Swap Shop Side 3 Forum Subscription Notes you can now get the Braille Forum by podcast. To subscribe, go to the Braille Forum page on www.acb.org. If you do not yet have a podcast client, you can download one from the Forum page. To subscribe to the Braille Forum via email, go to www.acb.org slash m-a-i-l-m-a-n slash L-I-S-T-I-N-F-O slash B-R-A-I-L-L-E-F-O-R-U-M hyphen L. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. President's Message Preparing for a National Convention by Mitch Pomerantz It's June, and by the time most of you read this month's Braille Forum, the 49th Annual ACB National Conference and Convention, July 9th to 17th, will be just a couple of weeks away. Since assuming the post of president almost three years ago, I've discovered that preparations for a convention the size and scope of this one, e.g. the 2010 gathering in Phoenix, Arizona, commenced prior to holding the 2009 convention in Orlando, Florida. This is a fact of life for ACB's outstanding convention coordinator, Carla Rushevel. For me, however, planning for this year's convention truly began shortly after the close of last year's get-together. Let me begin by explaining the name change from convention to conference and convention. This isn't simply a matter of semantics, but a sincere effort to more accurately describe what takes place at ACB's annual meeting. Many of our special interest affiliates and committees hold workshops and seminars that are of the highest professional quality. It is our hope to attract more professionals in the field of blindness and perhaps, as early as next year, to offer CEUs, 
continuing educational units to those in attendance. We also believe that expanding the breadth and scope of our annual gathering will be an enticement to potential conference convention sponsors. For the record, it runs upwards of $200,000 to hold a convention the size of ours, so bringing in sponsors from the corporate sector is extremely desirable. My first chore is selecting a convention program committee, which I chair, and a convention coordinating committee, which is chaired by the aforementioned Carla Rushable. She and I consult on the makeup of the latter committee, and I typically accept her recommendations. After all, she's the one who will be working with these folks during the upcoming year. Members of her committee will make one or more visits to the convention hotel and surrounding community, checking out such things as the guide dog relief area, training hotel staff, arranging for tours, and generally doing their best to ensure that attendees have a pleasant stay during convention week. As you might imagine from the title, the members of the convention program committee work with me in developing a program which will be of interest to those in attendance. If I were putting the agenda together without their input, my bias would be toward packing the convention agenda exclusively with speakers on blindness-related political and social topics, legislation, rehabilitation, disability law, etc. Fortunately, committee members remind me that a great many conventioneers want to be entertained as well as informed. Thus, last year's participation by a Florida singer-songwriter, Amy Carroll Webb. Our committee began the process of putting the 2010 program together in early January, a bit earlier than in past years. Altogether, we held four committee meetings by teleconference. The initial meeting is really a brainstorming session with everyone contributing ideas for possible topics and speakers. In addition to ideas suggested by committee members, we had a couple of topics which could not be included in last year's program agenda to consider. After reaching consensus on topics to pursue for the 2010 convention program, we divvied up the work, researching and or contacting proposed speakers, among committee members. Subsequent meetings involve fine-tuning the program based upon the availability of speakers and the need to incorporate convention business items into the overall agenda, awards and scholarship presentations, resolutions, amendments to the Constitution and bylaws, and various and sundry reports. Before going any further, let me acknowledge the efforts and hard work of the 2010 Convention Program Committee, which included first Vice President Kim Charlson, second Vice President Brenda Dillon, board member Carla Rushable, host committee representative Barbara McDonald, Denise Colley of Washington, and Terry Lynn Pomeroy of Utah along with Melanie Brunson. Everyone contributed to what I believe will be our best convention program in a very long time. If you don't believe that arranging for individual speakers can be a time-consuming and nerve-wracking process, let me offer a personal example. Even prior to the first meeting of the convention program committee, I wanted to invite, as our international guest of honor, a visually impaired woman, Carrie Ann Eiffel, whom Donna and I had met last year while attending a World Blind Union North America Caribbean region meeting in Barbados. Ms. Eiffel, who serves in her nation's parliament as deputy president of the Senate, 
had provided me with her email address when we met. Shortly after the committee held its first meeting, I sent her an invitation to attend the convention as ACB's international representative. By the time of our second meeting, some three weeks later, I'd yet to receive a response. Following a couple of further futile attempts at contacting her, I sent a message through a third party who was able to convey my invitation. Thanks to the vagaries of the Internet, her service provider was blocking my messages. Luckily, Carrie-Anne has an alternate email account, and we were finally able to communicate. And yes, she will be attending and speaking at our convention next month. So, what's in store for you in Phoenix? Many of you have, by now, probably gone online and gotten a sneak preview of things to come. This year, our agenda will include those political and social issues with more high-ranking government officials than we've had at convention in some time. Among others, we will hear from Kathleen Martinez, who heads up the Federal Office of Disability Employment Policy. Kathy is also an ACB member. Sam Bagenstoss, the Chief of Staff to the Deputy Attorney General for Civil Rights at the U.S. Department of Justice, and several directors of state rehabilitation programs. There will be panels on the future of radio reading services and ACB radio, as well as on fitness and health concerns. Additionally, the lighter side of life will be part of the proceedings with a popular talking book narrator, an expert on Arizona history, and a representative of Major League Baseball. No, not a player. This year's banquet address will be given by Michael Armstrong, a blind gentleman who climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. Other surprises await for those who venture to Phoenix next month. A couple of quick notes in closing. Out of respect for those who appreciate punctuality, not to mention our many presenters, all plenary sessions will begin as close to the times listed in the program as possible. While delays and glitches are inevitable, we will do our utmost to remain on schedule throughout the week. Beyond this, our Constitution and Bylaws Committee, chaired by Dr. Otis Stevens, will be bringing forward recommendations relative to whether a number of committees currently mandated within ACB's bylaws should continue to be institutionalized or function at the behest of the President and or the Board of Directors. My expectation is that discussion regarding these recommendations could be time-consuming, since there are more than a dozen committees listed in the bylaws. Hence, it will be necessary to keep things moving to avoid not being able to conclude all convention business by the 5 p.m. deadline. And just to make things more interesting, we have several board elections on tap for our Friday business session. So, plan to consume lots of coffee or tea at breakfast and prepare for a busy day. See you in July. Assistant Attorney General Speaks Out on Web Access by Melanie Brunson When the Americans with Disabilities Act was signed into law in 1990, there were very few people who had any idea of the role the Internet would play in the lives of Americans a mere 20 years later. Terms such as web or website cannot be found in the law or its implementing regulations. However, as use of the Internet has grown, so has the debate surrounding whether the ADA and other disability rights laws apply to the Internet, and if so, just what these laws require of cyber business operators. 
One voice that has not been heard much amidst this debate is that of the United States Department of Justice. ACB and a number of other disability advocates have repeatedly queried that department's civil rights division to support our contention that websites are covered by the ADA. For some time, the response has been that the issue was under review. On April 15th, that changed, and the change sent up cheers from disability rights advocates nationwide. During remarks at a disability law symposium in Baltimore, Maryland, Thomas E. Perez, Assistant Attorney General for Civil Rights, made it clear that he intends to see that websites and other aspects of e-commerce are covered by the ADA. This is a significant development with major implications for the fight to increase accessibility. Because of this, I decided to share some of the Assistant Attorney General's remarks with you. His entire address was wide-ranging and included comments on the Civil Rights Division's efforts to enforce a number of disability rights laws, but the excerpt below focuses only on the issues related to access to technology. I hope you will agree that this is a very positive step forward and look forward to seeing the results of the commitment it espouses as we move closer to and beyond the 20th anniversary of the ADA's enactment. Excerpt from the Remarks of Assistant Attorney General Thomas E. Perez Technology has revolutionized our economy and culture. It has made communicating, obtaining information, entertainment, education, and goods easier and more efficient. But many of these technologies, from websites to cell phones, from ticket kiosks to TV set-top devices, are either in whole or in part inaccessible to persons who are blind and other people with disabilities. And though we have seen some voluntary efforts by companies once the matter is brought to their attention, far too many companies choose to forego what I believe must be a profitable investment in making their products and services accessible to all consumers. We have a population that is aging and making products accessible will only increase their customer base. The technology to make electronics accessible exists and is relatively affordable to implement. Let me be clear. It is and has been the position of the Department of Justice since the late 1990s that Title III of the ADA applies to websites. We intend to issue regulations under our Title III authority in this regard to help companies comply with their obligations to provide equal access. Companies that do not consider accessibility in their website or product development will come to regret that decision because we intend to use every tool at our disposal to ensure that people with disabilities have equal access to technology and the worlds that technology opens up. Good News for ACB Baseball Fans by Lainey Feingold and Brian Charlson The websites of Major League Baseball and the websites of all 30 Major League teams will be accessible to blind baseball fans as a result of advocacy efforts by ACB and its Massachusetts and California affiliates. The collaboration was announced in a press release issued before the start of the 2010 season. Improvements to the site began in 2009 and will continue for the 2010 season. 
blind fans can expect to be able to access MLB's online radio and television broadcasts without the problems experienced in past years. Improvements to statistics pages and all other information on the site are also being made. Last year was the first time blind fans were able to vote independently online for their favorite all-star players. Major League Baseball has posted an accessibility information page on the site with a dedicated email address where blind fans can provide comments on the accessibility of the site. The direct link to the page is http colon slash slash mlb dot mlb dot com slash mlb slash help slash accessibility dot jsp. MLB also worked with ACB and its affiliates to develop a frequently asked question page for blind fans. You can find a link to the FAQs on the accessibility information page. The Boston Globe covered MLB's web accessibility initiative with a great story featuring ACB and BSCB activist Brian Charlson. Charlson, who is director of computer training services at the Carroll Center for the Blind in Newton, was quoted in the Globe saying, "Blind people are big fans of baseball. It's a sport where the play-by-play can make sense to a blind person. You've only got the pitcher, batter, and fielder." With only three people to keep track of at any one time, it is easy to keep track of. The Globe article also talked about Charlson's 2008 baseball tour, where he and a fellow BSCB member attended eight games in six cities over eight days. Northern California's CBS radio station KCBS also covered the story with a piece featuring California Council of the Blind President Jeff Tom. Jeff was quoted saying, "We're thrilled not only with what they've done, but how tremendously cooperative they have been throughout the whole process." The press release was jointly issued by Major League Baseball and ACB and its California and Massachusetts affiliates. ACB President Mitch Pomerantz stated, "MLBAM has undertaken groundbreaking work to make its websites accessible." And has assumed a strong leadership position among sports, media, and entertainment properties in doing so. We certainly urge similar sites to make this level of commitment in following MLBAM's lead. MLB's web accessibility agreement was reached using structured negotiations, an advocacy effort that ACB and its affiliates have used for the past 15 years to improve the accessibility of information and technology across the country. Lainey Feingold and Linda Dardarian were the lawyers who negotiated the agreement with ACB representatives. Advocates in the Bay State Council of the Blind began the effort by documenting the accessibility problems found on the baseball site and notifying the league about the needs of blind consumers. MLB has been a great partner with ACB in this effort. If you encounter problems with the site, we know that Major League Baseball wants to know about them. And will do everything they can to address them. They would be happy to hear compliments as well. Please use the contact information on the accessibility information page to contact Major League Baseball about accessibility issues. You can also contact the ACB team that is monitoring the settlement through Laney's email at lf at lflegal dot com. 
The toll-free phone number for Linda's office is 1-800-822-5000. Resources Here are some resources to learn more about the MLB Web Accessibility Initiative. 1. Direct link to the MLB Accessibility FAQs. HTTP colon slash slash MLB dot MLB dot com slash MLB slash HELP slash FAQ underscore ACCESSIBILITY dot JSP. 2. Direct link to the MLB Accessibility Information page. HTTP colon slash slash mlb.mlb.com slash mlb slash help slash accessibility dot jsp. 3. The MLB press release is online at http colon slash slash www.lflegal.com slash mlb hyphen P-R-E-S-S. 4. The Boston Globe article is online at http colon slash slash lflegal dot com slash 2010 slash 02 slash mlb hyphen b-o-s-t-o-n hyphen g-l-o-b-e slash 5. The full settlement agreement between ACB and Major League Baseball is online at http colon slash slash www.lflegal.com slash mlb hyphen a-g-r-e-e-m-e-n-t. ACB Convention 2010 Claim Your Treasure by Carla Rushable Discover the treasures of ACB at the 49th Annual Conference and Convention of the American Council of the Blind. It's happening July 9th to 17th at the beautiful brand-new Downtown Sheraton Hotel in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. At the hotel, the convention treasure map, the program, is packed with workshops, seminars, and programs on a seemingly endless variety of topics— whether you are a student or a teacher, a parent or a professional, in business or retired, your days will be filled with information and new ideas. Explore new products in the exhibit hall. Find a new career at the job fair. Get tips on adaptive technology. Discuss issues related to rehabilitation, transportation, education, health, and much more. Just for Kids while the adults go to meetings, the kids will have a great time following their own treasure maps to a week of fun, fun, fun. Stops along the way include trips, crafts, swimming, games, and contests. Breakfast, lunch, and snacks included each day, Monday through Friday. Save money by pre-registering your child and purchasing yak passes ahead of time. Pre-register and save. Pre-registration opened in late May. Pre-register by telephone or online at www.acb.org by June 30th. If you requested a paper form from the National Office, be sure to mail it on or before June 25th.
forms that reach us after June 30th will not be accepted. You save money by pre-registering. The basic fee is $20 in advance, $30 at the convention. Your badge is also good for discounts at many local businesses near the hotel. Pre-registration information does not include all speakers and programming. Look for a complete agenda for ACB general sessions, special interest groups, and others in the official convention program. Pick up your Braille or large print program at the registration desk or download a copy for your note-taker or computer from the ACB website after June 30th. Reserve assistive listening devices, ALDs, by paying a $20 deposit when you pre-register. Receive your refund when you return the ALD to registration as you leave the convention. The ALD will come with a fresh battery. You are responsible for supplying additional batteries during the week. Notify us of your need for a lift-equipped bus on ACB tours when you pre-register. Remember that tour volunteers cannot act as personal assistants on tours. If you need someone to push your wheelchair or you want a personal guide, plan to take the tour with a friend who is willing to give you his or her undivided attention. Request interpreters and other reasonable accommodations no later than June 15th. You may call the national office at 1-800-424-8666, fill in the appropriate spaces on the pre-registration form, or email Carla Rushevel at adamcarla at bellsouth dot net. Be sure to give us the details we need to fill your request, and remember to include a valid phone number and or email address. Exhibits, Advertising, and Sponsorships Some last-minute exhibit and sponsorship opportunities may still be available. Check out our new advertising packages for ACB Radio, sign up for the job fair, and purchase newspaper advertising. Don't miss this chance to target your products and services to blind and visually impaired people from across the country and around the world. For more information, visit our website at www.acb.org or contact Michael Smitherman, Exhibits, at 601-968-4164 or Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorships, at 512-921-1625. Transportation Details if you wish to use paratransit services while you are in Phoenix and you are already ADA certified, call Dial-A-Ride at 602-253-4000 up to 14 days in advance to schedule your trips. Fares are $3.50 per ride and services are available between 5 a.m. and 10 p.m. daily. If your destination is in Mesa, Glendale, or another nearby city, you may need to arrange a transfer. You do not need to fax copies of your certification to Dial-A-Ride, but you should call ahead of time to be added to the system, and you will be asked to show your card proving your eligibility to use paratransit services when you board your ride. End of Side 1 Side 2 The Braille Forum Volume 48, June 2010, Number 12. This side contains... Announcement. 
Convention Sneak Preview Affiliate News Hidden Treasures of the 2010 Auction Discovering a Passion by Marsha Farrow A First-Timer's Remember When by Carol Ann Ewing Hustlin' Round the Arizona Mills Mall by Ken Stewart Put Down That Soda, Save Your Money, and Become an ACB Life Member by Charles S.P. Hodge Need some new tunes? Check out the Nelds CD Swap. We want to give you a brand new Book Sense, Compliments of GW Micro, by Ronald E. Milliman. Continuing with ACB Convention 2010, Claim Your Treasure, by Carla Rushable. Fixed route trips are $1.75. Light rail is also available in Phoenix. For more information on these services, call 602-253-5000. Hotel Reservations To make a reservation at the Phoenix Downtown Sheraton, call 1-800-325-3535. Rooms are $89 per night plus tax. Convention Information Join the ACB Convention email list by sending a blank message to acbconvention-subscribe at acb.org. For convention questions or special concerns, contact Carla Rushable, ACB Convention Committee Chair, at 502-897-1472 or by email at adamcarla at bellsouth dot net, or call the ACB National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Announcement The PR Mentoring Committee will hold its quarterly open conference call on Sunday, June 13th. To get in, dial 605-475-4850 and use access code 710324-POUND. Convention Sneak Preview Creating and Distributing Public Service Announcements The Public Relations Committee will conduct a workshop at 3.30 p.m. Monday, July 12th, at the annual conference and convention. This workshop will provide training on how to write effective public service announcements, PSAs, for your organization. Participants in the workshop should plan to bring appropriate writing equipment. During this 90-minute session, the PR committee will also unveil its new PSA handbook. This document includes sections on creating audio and video announcements, setting up an effective, low-cost home recording studio, distributing your announcements, and a collection of additional helpful resources for getting the word out about your affiliate. 2010 Membership Seminar The Membership Seminar, presented by the ACB Membership Committee, will be held on Thursday, July 15th, from 1.30 to 3 p.m. The title of the seminar is Encouraging Affiliates with Techniques to Reach More Members. Panel topics will include Innovative Methods to Host a Meeting and Membership Incentives. 
we will introduce the president of the affiliate that wins the ACB Affiliate Growth Award. We will also share a list of all the resources available to assist affiliate presidents. Door prizes will be given. We encourage each affiliate to send at least one representative to attend the seminar. Handouts will be available. Affiliate News ACBDA Going to the Dogs ACB Diabetics in Action is going to the dogs this year at our annual seminar. The title of the seminar is Diabetic AIDS, Canine Friends to New Technology. One of our presenters comes from Service Dogs for Diabetics, Incorporated, a school that trains service dogs to aid insulin-dependent diabetics. We invite anyone to come who has an interest in finding out how our four-legged friends can assist us in other ways. We will also hear from speakers on what new accessible devices are coming out to help people who are blind or visually impaired manage their diabetes. And we're trying something new this year, hosting a breakfast. Immediately after the breakfast, we'll hold our annual business meeting. So we hope you will rise and shine early so you can get a healthy start to your convention day by having a filling breakfast and taking care of ACBDA business. Plan to join us for our seminar and breakfast. Performing with the FIA Band During the Showcase As many of you know, Friends in Art, FIA, puts on the Showcase of the Performing Arts in conjunction with ACB's annual conventions. One of the fixtures of this event is the house band known as Grade 4 Braille and the Funky Fonts. This band consists of keyboards, guitar, bass, drums, and horns. We are particularly adept at playing swing, pop, and R&B standards. If you are coming to Phoenix this year and wish to perform with the band, please send an email to Gordon Kent, D-B-M-U-S-I-C, at C-Y-B-E-R-N-E-X dot net by June 15, 2010, with the following information. 1. Your name, email address, and telephone number. I may have to call you. 2. The title of the song you wish to perform and the key in which you wish to perform it. As we will back no more than ten acts this year, priority will be given to those who alert us of their chosen song by the June 15th date. Also, please note that you will need to attend the FIA Mixer on Sunday, July 11th, between 4 and 5.30 p.m., and schedule some time to rehearse with the band during the mornings of Monday, July 12th, and Tuesday, July 13th. The band looks forward to working with you in Phoenix. Thanks for your cooperation. GDUI Program at ACB National Convention 2010 The heat of July in Arizona is not to be underestimated. Don't risk burns and illness to your guide dogs. Please remember to bring booties or protective gear for your dog's paws. Paw pad injuries are hard to treat, because healing is slow due to the constant weight-bearing and pressure on the injured paw. Burns due to hot pavement don't affect just one paw, but all of them, further complicating the healing process. Wondering what the GDUI convention program holds for you? Here is a peek at the program highlights.
On Sunday, July 11th, your favorite guide dog instructors will be giving scheduled orientation tours of the hotel common areas. Don't miss the affiliate roundup on Sunday afternoon. The Breakfast Bunch meets each weekday morning at 7 a.m. to walk to Steve's Greenhouse Grill, where the staff is eager to meet all of the guide dog teams. Monday, July 12th, starts with our opening ceremony. The guide dog schools will provide an update on their programs. Afterwards, an emergency vet will teach us how to assess our guides using non-visual clues. On Monday evening, Franciscan Friars will provide a blessing of the guide dogs at St. Mary's Basilica and give us tours. The Basilica is the oldest in Arizona and is on the historic registry. We'll finish the day with an ice cream social at the Basilica. Tuesday, July 13th, we mix GDUI business and personal finance. We will have the honor of hosting Dr. Karen Felstead, the Executive Director of the National Commission of Veterinary Economic Issues, NCVEI. She is both a CPA and a veterinarian. We will learn about pets, vets, and debts. How can you evaluate animal health insurance? Can it be a tool to manage your finances? Our luncheon speaker is known worldwide. Join us to hear dog-loving lawman Sheriff Joe Arpaio of Maricopa County. His presentation, Law, Order, and Justice for Animals, Get Schooled by the Sheriff, is sure to teach and entertain. Did you know that Sheriff Arpaio started the Maricopa Animal Safe Hospice, MASH, unit in 2000? MASH 1 and 2 provide humane care to victims of the four-legged variety. Sheriff Joe has welcomed truckloads of dogs and cats from Hurricane Katrina. The MASH units have horses, goats, sheep, pigs, dogs, and cats in residence. In response to animal abuse cases of unspeakable cruelty, he created the Animal Cruelty Investigations Unit, which now investigates about 500 cases a month. Following Sheriff Joe's speech is our live auction. Ivy Convention Sneak Preview Thanks to Ivy Program Chair Carla Hayes, Ivy has an excellent program planned during the upcoming ACB convention. Ivy will hold its networking breakfast and business meeting on Monday, July 12th from 7 o'clock to 8.30 a.m. We will have a plated breakfast with sausage and muffin. The price will be $23 when pre-registering, $25 at convention. On Tuesday, July 13th, we invite you to visit the Ivy Business Expo and check out the products and services of Ivy members and other business owners from 4 to 7 p.m. Any interested ACB member can purchase booth space at the Business Expo and sell any products or services. For Ivy members, each booth costs $10. For non-members, the booth price is $25. On Wednesday, July 14th, Ivy will hold its luncheon and program from 12.30 to 2.30 p.m. Earlene Hughes, the ACB webmaster, will speak on how to set up shopping carts and the Phoenix Attorney General's Office Crime, Fraud, and Victim Resource Center will speak on scams, shams, spams, and deceptive business practices. Meet Ivy members and network. Please send your check for membership dues and or booth expense 
to Sila Miller, 2201 Limerick Drive, Tallahassee, Florida, 32309. Membership in Ivy is only $15 per year, due on July 1st, and includes a free listing on www.ivie-acb.org, our quarterly audio newsletter, and the ability to join our members-only listserv to exchange ideas. We look forward to seeing many of you in Phoenix. For more information, contact Artis Bazin at a b a z y n at b a z y n c o m m u n i c a t i o n s dot com or eight one eight two three eight nine three two one. Hidden Treasures of the 2010 Auction, Discovering a Passion, by Marcia Farrow. Have you watched the movie or the play The Miracle Worker? No? Linda Espy, an artist from Somerville, Georgia, saw the movie, and it ignited a passion in her. Espy explains, There is a scene in the movie The Miracle Worker in which Helen Keller's life is changed by discovering that words represent objects and thoughts. My life was changed after watching the movie. I discovered that I was drawn to working with disabled children. Following five years of volunteer work and 33 years of teaching children with various disabilities, she still feels the passion. After retirement, she was able to follow her other passion, art. She studied oils, watercolor, pen and ink, and acrylics, but discovered that she loved sculpture most. After taking a class in doll sculpting, she began making figures of all sizes. Combining her passions for disabled children and art, she sculpted the famous scene of Helen Keller and Annie Sullivan at the water pump. It is this sculpted piece she has donated for the ACB auction. The figures of Helen and Annie are sculpted from polymer clay over wire armatures. Facial features are hand-painted, and Tibetan lamb hair is added to make wigs. Shoes are sculpted from polymer clay, and clothes are designed and made for each figure. The figures are posed and anchored onto a handmade base with the pump. The water was made of nylon filament and epoxy. Please make every effort to discover the hidden treasures in your community to provide unique and interesting art for our 2010 live auction. Artists are often very willing and honored by requests to donate their work for a worthy recipient as ACB. The live auction will begin with treasures from our affiliates. Please make sure Brenda Dillon receives descriptions of all auction items by June 30th in order to prepare Braille and organize lists for the auctioneers. Send all descriptions of auction items to Marsha Farrow at M-A-R-S-H-A-F-A-R-R-O-W at W-I-N-D-S-T-R-E-A-M dot net or phone her at 706 706- Eight five seven two nine six eight. Also, copy Brenda Dillon at b r e n d a n zero at b e l l s o u t h dot net. Put the words ACB auction in the subject line of your message. If you would prefer not to travel with your donations, 
Please mail your donated items valued at $25 or greater to ACB Auction, care of Barbara McDonald, 1727 West Osborne Road, Phoenix, Arizona, 85015-5828. Remember to mark all packages for ACB Auction. Barbara will receive items up till July 2nd, 2010. A First-Timer's Remember When by Carol Ann Ewing Yes, I do have it, was my comment as I placed my hands on the ACB 92 Phoenix Convention Program. Now, 18 years later, we are traveling again to that Southwest community. I wonder how many first-timers will recognize the opportunity to grow and gain from the association of the attendees. I'm sure you can guess what an adventure that convention was for me. During the previous year, at age 50, I received a blind status in the second eye. This status granted me a medical retirement and placed me as a client for the Bureau of Services to the Blind. The many adjustments were packaged with laughter and tears. A friend took me under her wing and assisted my education, learning, and experience in this new world. After a bit of investigation, we joined the Nevada Council of the Blind because the meetings were filled with information on blindness issues at the state and national levels. Then the spring of 1992 brought the ACB convention registration into our mailboxes. She phoned, saying, The ACB is having a seven-day convention in Phoenix. What do you think blind folk do during a seven-day convention? How about we go for four days? So we did and we were amazed at the sun-up-to-midnight schedule and all that was packed in between. What an adventure to be among such courageous, dynamic folk. The officers were Leroy Saunders, Paul Edwards, Charles Hodge, Patricia Price, and Brian Charlson. My life was given new direction on Tuesday, July 7, 1992, as Paul Edwards, then First Vice President, conducted a panel discussion titled Education of Blind Students, Today and Tomorrow. During Dr. Ann Korn's presentation, I tingled from head to toe and could hardly sit in my chair as she spoke of a blind four-year-old child who had been born without eyes, where the family and friends did not know whether to send congratulations or sympathy cards at the birth, nor had the child been out of the playpen or baby bed since the parents did not know what to do. I realized I was a babe in my new environment of limited vision. Just before the travel to Phoenix, and after a few buckets of tears, I decided to change my personal philosophy to, Carol, blindness is the best thing that ever happened to you, so be grateful and make the best of it. Yes, I have repeated this affirmation more than once. I returned home a different person. I went to the convention, knowing it was okay to be blind, but I came home knowing it was okay to be blind because of your examples. The bureau training became exciting as I learned Braille, home management skills, orientation and mobility travel with a white cane, etc. In August 1994, two years and eight weeks after ACB's 1992 convention, a phone call came from my counselor asking, 
Carol, they are mainstreaming a blind child in the Clark County School District and need someone with a working knowledge of Braille. Do you want to go to work? Yes, was my immediate response. Years later, I learned I was the first blind person the school district hired to support a blind child. Yes, others have been hired since my 1994 placement. Interesting is the fact this child was four years old when I heard Dr. Korn's talk, and I was assigned to this child for seven years. At that time, his parents moved from the area. He graduated in 2006, number 101 out of a class of 482. The Nevada Council of the Blind's keynote speaker at the 1992 or 1993 convention was Durward K. McDaniel. I remember feeling his dedication and determination for the blind community. Then I read People of Vision, the history of ACB. I also listen attentively when his name is mentioned and enjoy all the stories. I stand all amazed at his leadership, courage, and dedication to support the blind community. I am excited about returning to Phoenix, and as always, I shall be energized from the excitement of the business, gatherings, exhibits, etc. See you there for an exciting eight days. Hustlin' Round the Arizona Mills Mall by Ken Stewart I'll know what to do when that gun goes off on that Saturday morning in July. Move on out from the starting line. I'm not sure that my legs will know what to do. Over many years, I have participated in dozens of foot races. With the one exception of the Empire State Building run-up, documented in my award-winning article, Runner's High, which ran in the May 1996 issue, they have all been outdoors, not inside a shopping mall. But that's not the primary difference this time. It is that this time, I must be sure the lead foot touches down before the trailing foot goes airborne. I understand that is the one distinction between road racing and race walking. That starting gun will get all of us who have signed up for the 2010 ACB walk, many of us accompanied by a sighted guide, down a long corridor past retail shops, through three right-angle turns, and right back where we all started from. And then some of us will do it all again without stopping. And then I hope at least a few of us will do it still another time. I am advised that each lap adds up to about a mile, so the total of three miles should be well within my endurance capacity. The body motions required to race walk will be new for me, but not racing with a sighted guide at the other end of a strip of white cloth about two feet long. For many years, that is how I have been road racing, so that part should come easy. I use a white cloth, usually a piece of towel, for several reasons. The conspicuousness of it is at times visible to me reinforcing the tactile information I get constantly from the directional tugging. I always want to know where my guide is so I don't collide with him. The conspicuousness of that tether is also, I hope, a way of making our linkage more obvious to other nearby racers. One additional advantage of that type of connecting material is its adaptability to its second purpose, a piece of toweling to soak up some of the sweat on my brow after the finish line, I usually put a short slip near each end of the cloth so that during the race both my guide and I can simply keep the tether around a wrist, allowing some swinging of that arm and not requiring any hand gripping of it. 
In my road races, there is some verbal communication, too. My guide alerts me as we approach an intersection turn, or a rough patch of pavement, or the exact location of another runner we are about to overtake. In this event, around the air-conditioned Arizona Mills Mall, I shall be glad to hear some narration from my guide about the shop window displays we are passing. There is still time to sign up for the 2010 ACB Walk, either to participate on-site or as a virtual walker. Registration and making pledges can be done by telephoning Alicia Clausen in the Minnesota office, 612-332-3242, or by going to the WALK website, www.acbwalk.com. Questions about the event can be directed to Dan Dillon at 615-874-1223 or dan dot d i l l o n at b e l l s o u t h dot net. The bus going to the walk site will depart the hotel promptly at seven fifteen a.m. on Saturday, July tenth. Let's all do our part to make this a great fundraiser for ACB. Put down that soda, save your money, and become an ACB Life member. By Charles S. P. Hodge. ACB Life membership is a much honored status worth achieving in our organization. While life membership dues are hefty, one thousand dollars, the dues can be paid in up to five annual installments of two hundred dollars, which is within the ability to pay of even our humblest members and supporters. The installment plan amounts to fifty-five cents per day, less than the cost of a can of soda. And the new life member receives his or her life membership plaque and an invitation to a life membership reception hosted by the ACB president during the national conference and convention upon payment of the first dues installment. In addition to individuals who step up to become ACB life members, I respectfully urge our chapters, state, and special interest affiliates to consider seriously whether there is an individual in your organization. Who deserves to be recognized in a very special way by your chapter or affiliate, presenting that person with an ACB life membership? As a life member myself, I look forward to welcoming the 2010 class of life members at our Phoenix, Arizona National Convention this coming July. Individuals wishing to become part of ACB's life membership program, or chapter, or affiliate leaders seeking information about or clarification regarding ACB's life membership program, should contact Lane Waters in the Minnesota office during normal business hours at one eight hundred eight six six three two four two. Need some new tunes? Check out the Nelds CD Swap. Once again this year, the National Education and Legal Defense Fund for the Blind (NELDS) is holding its annual CD swap meet on the first Saturday evening at the ACB Conference and Convention in Phoenix, Arizona. It's an exciting and fun event, and it helps to support NELDS' many activities on behalf of the blind. Part of the evening includes a brief update about what NELDS has accomplished in the past year. Here's how the swap meet works. Step one: When pre-registering or registering on site for the 2010 ACB Conference and Convention, 
Mark the Nelds CD Swap Meet. This provides you a ticket to attend. Step 2. Bring to the convention all those CDs you no longer want, never wanted, or that you're tired of hearing. Then bring them with you to the swap meet. Once there, you have three choices. You can swap them for CDs that others have brought. This is great fun, and you just won't believe what other people bring. Or you can donate your CDs to Nelds as a tax-deductible contribution, and we will sell them at auction during the evening. Or, worst case, you might decide at the last moment that you really can't part with what you brought, in which case you can take them back home. Nelds will have a cash bar at this event to ease the pain of parting with those CDs. For the past couple of years, we have had literally hundreds of CDs from which to choose. Come help make this the most successful ever Nelds CD Swap Meet. We want to give you a brand new Book Sense, Compliments of G.W. Micro, by Ronald E. Milliman. Yes, you read that correctly. We want to give you a brand new Book Sense, Compliments of G.W. Micro. Who are we? We are the ACB Monthly Monetary Support, MMS, Program Committee. All you have to do to be eligible to be the proud recipient of this standard book sense from GW Micro is to become a participant in the MMS program any time since the end of our 2009 National Convention through the end of our next conference and convention, or if you have already been a participant, just increase the amount of your contribution by at least $5 per month any time since the end of our last convention through the end of our next one coming up this summer in Phoenix. If you meet either one of these two conditions, your name will be placed in a drawing for a new book sense. The winner will be announced shortly after our 2010 conference and convention. What is a book sense? The new GW Micro Portable Digital Audiobook Player, BookSense, allows people to access information for education, information, and entertainment. Students can access school textbooks, people in the workplace can stay current with journals or business magazines, and anyone can enjoy newspapers, favorite novels, a bestseller, and even their favorite music. BookSense has a comfortable feel when held in your hand and is very easy to use. It weighs only four ounces and easily fits into a shirt pocket, backpack, or purse, so you can take it anywhere. The standard BookSense plays audio files, DAISY content, and reads documents. Secure digital SD memory card slot and built-in digital recorder are all standard features on the BookSense. The media player supports a variety of formats, such as MP3, MP4, AUG, WAV, WAX, M4A, WMA, and Audible. You can use the media player to listen to your favorite music collections, including music downloaded from Apple iTunes. End of Side 2 Side 3 The Braille Forum Volume 48 June 2010 Number 12. This side contains Extra Extra, Cactus Courier Now Seeking Volunteers Membership Focus, Fundraising for ACB Activities, Including the National Convention 
Compiled by Artis Bazin. Here and There. Edited by Sue Lichtenfels. High Tech Swap Shop. Continuing with, We Want to Give You a Brand New Book Sense. Compliments of GW Micro. By Ronald E. Milliman. With the Book Sense, you can access digital talking books from providers such as the National Library Service for the Blind and Physically Handicapped, NLS, Bookshare, Audible, and Recording for the Blind and Dyslexic, RFB&D. The document reader on the Book Sense supports several file formats, including text, RTF, Word, DOCX, HTML, XML, Braille, and Braille-ready files. You can use this feature to read your Microsoft Word documents, including Word 2003 and Word 2007. The Book Sense is the ideal tool for classroom teachers, students, business professionals, and anyone who enjoys reading and listening to music. So, if you are not already a participant in the ACB Monthly Monetary Support Program, you need to become a contributor right now. If you are already a participant, you need to increase your monthly contributions by at least $5 a month as soon as possible. Get your name in the drawing for this incredible book sense. You can become a participant by going to www.acb.org and clicking on the link called Monthly Monetary Support Program. You may also sign up by contacting our Minnesota office at 1-800-866-3242 and ask for Alicia Clausen. Or you can contact me, Dr. Ron Milliman, at 270-782-9325 or by email at rmilliman at insighthtbb.com. If you do not know what the MMS program is, I will be glad to give you all the details and help you complete the simple form that needs to be filled out to become a participant. It is an easy way of supporting our great organization. Extra, extra! Cactus Courier now seeking volunteers. Are you coming to the convention? Do you like helping out where needed? The Communications Center is now seeking volunteers to help collate and staple papers, take ads and announcements, and staff the room. Sharon Lovering is the operations manager, aided by Steve and Marsha Dresser. She is seeking volunteers to fill two-hour shifts throughout the day, 8 to 10 a.m., 10 a.m. to noon, noon to 2 p.m., and 2 to 4 p.m., the Communication Center will be open Friday through Wednesday and be taken down Thursday morning. It will be open daily at 8 a.m. and closed to the public at 5 p.m. To sign up for a shift, contact Sharon at the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org. This year's convention newspaper will be called The Cactus Courier. It will run from Saturday through Thursday in Braille and large print. Ads and other items intended for publication must be in the center's hands by 2 p.m. each day. Ads should be 100 words or less. By a directive from the Board of Publications, ads will be allowed to run for only three days, 
in order to give important convention announcements more space. If you wish to advertise in the newspaper, please contact Marjorie Beeman, Advertising and Sponsorship Coordinator, at 512-921-1625 or by email oleo50 at hotmail.com. The Board of Publications Editorial Policy Manual prohibits us from producing or distributing campaign materials. During the evenings, we will need people to help collate and staple the Braille papers. Thanks to enabling technologies, we will have three Braille printers this year, and we will need one person per printer. Got an hour to spare between 5 and 11 p.m.? Drop by and see if the communication center needs help. If you have signed up for home delivery of the Cactus Courier, please make sure you drop by the information desk and give them your name, room number, and format preference once you arrive. This will ensure that you don't miss an issue. Hold on to your Saturday issue. It will include all the suite numbers, phone numbers, and room changes. If your committee or affiliate needs something brailled, we will be able to do that. Make certain you label your disc or discs or memory card or cards before bringing them down to the press room and tell us how many copies you will need, by what time, as well as how we can reach you, room number, cell phone, etc. Bring your items down in the morning before the general session to help us fit them in. If you need something brailled for a 1 p.m. meeting, don't wait until 12.30 p.m. to bring it to us. Affiliates, if you know who your delegate, alternate, and nominating committee representative will be, please let Marlena Lieberg and Sharon Lovering know as soon as possible. Membership Focus Fundraising for ACB Activities, Including the National Convention Compiled by Artis Bazin our last focus call was on the topic of fundraising for ACB activities, including ACB conventions. While we discussed fundraising, other strategies for saving money at conventions were also given. I've broken the various ideas into three segments, fundraising, money-saving tips, and affiliate incentives and perks to help members attend events. Fundraising earmarked for activities or conventions. Bake sales, yard sales, sponsorships for meals or hotel stipends, Lions Club donating some meals, local restaurants providing a free breakfast or lunch, hotel having specials for each meal, sponsors for spaghetti dinners and other functions, discounted pizza for meetings, donated meeting space, chat lines where members contribute for fundraising. Walmart Community Grant Nonprofit Days Profit Sharing for Participating Organizations Pepsi Grants Vote for Your Nonprofit Bob's Big Boy Vote for Funds Dining in the Dark Prepping at Home and Food Donated or Catered for Less Funds but Less Work Auctions After Convention Banquet Raffles Donations from Frito-Lay, Coke, etc. Tips for saving money at conferences. Sharing rooms. Buying groceries. Bringing nutritious snacks to save on meals. Peanut butter and cheese with crackers, granola bars, etc. 
signing up for paratransit, adopt buddy, share rides with others, use train instead of plane, assistance from affiliates, providing transportation, buses or vans, for members, gives rides to mall, to activities, etc., renting vans or buses at reduced cost for members, provide discounted transportation, $25 for bus, subsidize taxis for local meetings, give stipend for transportation to conventions, providing stipends to all members attending, providing stipends or full costs for first-timers, selling discounted meal tickets for state conventions, subsidizing meals, selling discounted meal tickets for purchasing more meals, quick lunch line with less expensive choices, free activities during conventions, free described movie, free game night, free lunch, free socials or mixers, with alcoholic drinks for a low fee, free bingo or bunko night, inexpensive prizes donated by chapters and members. Most on the call felt that convention pre-registration forms should ask if a first-timer would like a buddy for contact purposes during the convention. It was also suggested that times could be arranged for people to meet at a restaurant to meet people. If you would like more membership assistance, contact Artis Basin, ACB Membership Committee Chair. Here and There, edited by Sue Lichtenfels. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to info at acb.org or phone the National Office at one 800 424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. Helen Keller exhibit now open. The American Foundation for the Blind, AFB, is currently offering a public exhibit entitled Helen Keller, A Daring Adventure. Throughout her remarkable life, Keller traveled to 35 countries advocating services for the blind. She communicated with and gathered support from many famous leaders, including Albert Einstein, Dwight Eisenhower, Mark Twain, Alexander Graham Bell, W.E.B. Du Bois, and Franklin D. Roosevelt. The exhibit shares press clippings, photos, letters, travel mementos, personal effects, and everyday artifacts that were bequeathed to AFB upon Keller's passing in 1968. The exhibition is part of a fundraising effort to digitize the more than 80,000 Keller holdings at AFB. You can learn all about the life and accomplishments of Helen Keller by visiting the exhibit at AFB's New York headquarters through July 30th. For more information about the exhibit and hours of operation, Visit www.afb.org. Candle in the Window Conference The 2010 Candle in the Window Conference will be held August 4th to 8th at Wooded Glen, located in Henryville, Indiana. 
Candle in the Window is a conference planned by and for blind and visually impaired people, focusing on a specific topic and exploring several aspects as they relate to living with blindness. This year's theme is Transition, and discussions will focus on several questions. How did we handle transitions while growing up? How does blindness affect transitions? What transitions are we either experiencing now or likely to experience in the near future? How can we recognize healthy or unhealthy changes and resist inappropriate ones? In addition to the conference sessions, there will be plenty of time to reflect, to get to know other conference participants, and to have fun. The cost of the conference is $485 double occupancy, $465 triple, and $415 quad, and includes room and all meals. When planning transportation, arrange to arrive in Louisville, Kentucky, where transportation will be provided to the conference center. Attendance is limited to 20 participants, so make your reservations early. A $40 deposit, non-refundable, will reserve your spot. Payment by check may be sent to Carlos Taylor, 818 West Riverside Avenue, Apartment C3, Muncie, Indiana, 47303. Any questions may be directed to Nancy Trzinski at baxman at adelphia.net or 413-441-2305 or Becky Barnes at b-e-c-k-y-j-i-m at o-p-t-o-n-l-i-n-e dot net or 914-393-6613. Governor Moorhead Reunion Calling all GMS alums, friends, and anyone who wants to join us in a fun-filled weekend. The Governor Moorhead School Alumni Association will hold its annual convention reunion August 6-8, 2010 at the Holiday Inn North Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina. This will be a memorable occasion because activities will be held at the Ash Avenue campus and the campus of the old Garner Road School. To complete a convention application and to learn more about the Governor Moorhead School Alumni Association, Incorporated, go to www.gmsaai.org or call Annie Edgerton Carson at 919-556-0786 if you do not have access to a computer. Feedback Needed on New Braille Code the Braille Authority of North America, BANA, is seeking feedback on the NUBS Experimental Braille Code, which combines literary, scientific, and math notation into one unified code. Braille readers, teachers, and transcribers are needed to read a sampler of the NUBS code and answer specific questions about their reading experience. Anyone who can read and write Braille, regardless of their age or experience, is encouraged to participate in this project. Samplers are available in both hard copy Braille and simulated Braille. If you are interested in assisting with this evaluation, please contact Judy Dixon by one of the following methods. Emailing braille 
a u t h o r i t y at g m a i l dot com. Calling two zero two seven zero seven zero seven two two, or sending either a braille or print letter to Judy Dixon, eighteen o five North Oakland Street, Arlington, Virginia two 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 zero seven. When you make contact, let Judy know your name, address, and preference for embossed braille or simulated braille. All participants will be notified of how to access the evaluation results once the project is complete. Victory for Missouri's blind pensioners. There's great news for Missourians who receive a blind pension. The Missouri Council of the Blind has received a favorable ruling in its lawsuit against the state for withholding benefits from the Blind Pension Fund, designated to assist Missouri's 3,300 recipients. The state must now repay nearly 30 million dollars in back benefits and interest to these individuals. For more information, contact Missouri Council of the Blind President Denny Huff at six three six two six two. One three eight three or d h u f f at m o b l i n d dot org. Humanitarian Award Winner. Congratulations to Peggy Trail, winner of the 2009 James H. Veal Humanitarian Award. Each year, the Matilda Ziegler Magazine for the Blind bestows this award on a sighted person for his or her contribution to people who are blind or visually impaired. Peggy was nominated by her longtime friend Margaret Johnson and sixteen other visually impaired individuals from around the country. Distinguished Service Award Winner. Congratulations to Don Turco. Senior Vice President of Educational Operations for the Hadley School for the Blind, she recently received the 2010 Distinguished Service Award from the Distance Education and Training Council for her 17 years of service at Hadley. Accessible Diabetes Products. Prodigy recently released its Count-a-Dose device, which enables people with limited or no vision to fill an insulin syringe independently. Prodigy has also launched a low vision website, which contains information about the Prodigy Countdose, Prodigy Voice Meter, and will soon include the Prodigy IQ Pump. For more information, call one eight six six nine zero eight nine two zero one. Online resource for educators. My Dream Classroom is a new website launched by Humanware in partnership with Read How You Want. The site is designed to be an interactive tool where teachers can learn about various assistive technology and solutions that can enhance the learning independence of their students. The site is available at www.humanware.com/mydreamclassroom.com. Employment training in hospitality. The National Statler Center provides employment training for people with vision loss or a physical disability. The center's Careers in Hospitality program is a ten-week course that trains individuals in customer service, hospitality, travel, and tourism, assistive technology, Microsoft Office, and job-seeking skills. 
Participants from around the country and around the world are eligible for this Buffalo, New York program. To learn more about an upcoming session, contact Jeff Pease at 716-888-4526 or jpease at statlercenter.org. For more information, visit www.statlercenter.org. High-Tech Swap Shop For Sale IRTI Study Station 4-Track Player Recorder with Many Features Asking $130 Connect Out Loud Screen Reader Version 2.0 Asking $80 Key to Grade 3 Braille Handbook of Braille Contractions and Miscellaneous Slates Asking $50 Color Identifier with Tape Manual Asking $40. External amplified speaker for house phone with volume control and mute. Asking $25. Talking meat thermometer and liquid level indicator. $20. Talking Bible. Courier contemporary English version. Asking $50. All items like new. Money orders only. Items include shipping and insurance and will be sent free matter for the blind. For more information, call Johnny at 803-209-6690. For sale, N82 cell phones with KNFB reader, used only once, asking $1,100 plus shipping or best offer. Clarity CCTV, model CLSC15+. Deskmate plus CCTV magnifier with 15-inch LCD monitor and rechargeable battery pack, asking $1,000 or best offer plus shipping. Contact Jawanza May at 347-878-6293 or JKM11224 at gmail.com. For sale. Olympus Digital Voice Recorder, WS-110, WS-210S. MedCenter, Recording Your Medications, Reminder or Reminders. Talking Personal Recording Alarm Clock. Magic Version 11 Screen Enlargement and Speech Program. Asking $400 plus shipping for the entire package of items. Contact Monty Caselius at 715 715- Five one four one six one nine, or email him isuredbirds at c-e-n-t-u-r-y-t-e-l dot net For sale Packmate, five years old, no braille display, but has everything else except earphones. Comes in original package, asking $600 or best offer. Braille Blazer Asking $300. Checks only. Will ship once check clears. Contact Mark Oswald at 925-674-1264 or email mosw17 at live dot com. For sale. Trekker Breeze GPS and Maps. Asking $500. Email m. L-A-N-G-A-N-K-I at 
usfamily.net or call 507-281-8069. For sale, Perkins Brailer, large cell, brand new condition, includes dust cover, asking $500. The University of Chicago Spanish-English, English-Spanish Dictionary, Braille Edition, 27 volumes, asking $150. Call Deanne at 619-600-2501 or email dcm2005 at sbcglobal.net. For sale, type and speak, never used, in excellent condition, asking $500 or best offer. Contact Joyce Stone at 530-673-2348. For sale, voice sense with sense navigation, used very little, asking $2,000. Contact Don at donald801 at cox.net or call 405-470-6581. For sale, used Perkins Brailler with dust cover in working condition, asking $275 or best offer. Contact Vileen Shaw via email, preferred, v-i-l-e-e-n-s-h-a-h at h-o-t-m-a-i-l dot com or phone 847-647-6677. For sale, Franklin Merriam-Webster Special Edition Language Master, Model LM6000SEV, brand new, still in wrapper, asking $300, including shipping. For more information, call Gary at 228-669-2408 or email gws 27 at c-a-b-l-e-o-n-e dot net. For sale, Alva 23 in excellent condition. The Braille cells are sharp. It has been refurbished. Comes with adapter, cables, and manual. Asking $550 or best offer. Contact Joe at 803-238-7498 or email j-d-u-n-h-a-m-4 at sc.rr.com Wanted Daisy Player I need it for a class Contact Laurel at 919-967-1285 Wanted Donation of Perkins Brailler Contact Tom Coburn at 260-485-0409 or write him at 2100 St. Mary's Avenue, Apartment 224, Fort Wayne, Indiana, 46808. Wanted. Old laptop in good condition. Contact Bob Gruff at 501-589-2886 or write him at 487 PC Circle, Quitman, Arkansas, 72131. Wanted. Low-priced, used-but-working Parrot Voicemates or possible repair of old Parrot Voicemates by qualified person. Please contact B. Eric 
at bnaccari at cox.net or 504-214-1623. Wanted. Old or unusual slates. I would especially like to get ones which produce microbraille or a full-page metal slate. Please call James at 410-925-0707 or email him jakon22 at gmail.com. ACB Officers President Mitch Pomerantz 1115 Cordova Street, number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. First Vice President, Kim Charlson, 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472. Second Vice President, Brenda Dillon, 313 Overridge Cove, Hermitage, Tennessee, 37076. Secretary, Marlena Lieberg, 632 South 189th Street, Burien, Washington, 98148. Treasurer, Mike Godino, 104 Tilrose Avenue, Malvern, New York, 11565-2024. Immediate Past President, Christopher Gray, 94 Ramona Avenue, San Francisco, California, 94103. ACB Board of Directors Ray Campbell, Glen Ellen, Illinois Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington Marcia Farrow, Somerville, Georgia Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas Billie Jean Keith, Arlington, Virginia Carla Rushevel, Louisville, Kentucky Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland Jeff Tom, Sacramento, California David Trott, Talladega, Alabama Cami Vludman, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Ex officio, Marcia Dresser, Reading, Massachusetts. Board of Publications, Paul Edwards, Chairman, Miami, Florida. Marcia Dresser, Reading, Massachusetts. Judy Jackson, San Antonio, Texas. Janine Stanley, Columbus, Ohio. Ken Stewart, Warwick, New York. Ex officios, Michael Malver. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Ron Milliman, Bowling Green, Kentucky. End of Side 3